I am Citizen 44. This show is being sponsored by Phoenix, Oregon, the movie. We're all living in a simulation. Some alien race out there using our misery for entertainment. How's the comic book going? It's languishing unfinished. You don't have time because you're working your ass off at Kyle's Terrible Restaurant. 359, Bob. Cutting it close. You should be grateful that you have a job. Grateful. Maybe I'll join you. <laughs> I feel like I'm 14 again. Drawing comics and needing a ride home. <laughs> close your eyes for a minute. I want you to visualize what you'll be doing 10 years from now. Are you serious? I think you've lost your mind. No, you're not visualizing it, Bobby. Come on, close your eyes. Don't close my eyes anymore. I feel like an idiot. You could roll. I remember. It's completely useless talent. Rising Phoenix. Come for the pizzas. Oh, my God. Stay for the bowling. Your aliens made you do that strike. It's my destiny, Bobby. I know it is. Imagine being an owner, drawing your comics whenever you want. Oh, man. Serious? That's what I'm talking about. Bobby? My partner, Carlos, makes this delicious dough with his hands. Yes. I got 300 scores before, but nobody ever put my pictures in the papers. You should enter our grand opening tournament. You haven't even seen me roll, Huffy. You haven't seen the action on my ball. Mario put his money in too. He has a right to ask questions. I'm his proxy. I've been helping you. For months. He's been helping Mario. You are a paranoid little child. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to say, Theo. Leaving a lot of money on the table. Nice going. You're going down. Not your fault. Well. It's not my fault, then it's Tanya's. If it's not Tanya's fault, then it's the aliens. You need to take care of yourself, Bobby. I am fine. I am a grown woman. These could be the best years of your life. Do you realize that? Visualize. This is what I live for, Hoffy. Frame 10. These two geniuses are opening up a pizza parlor slash bowling alley. It's classy. Phoenix, Oregon. Mark, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I am so happy to be here on my favorite show. I love it. Citizen 45. Did you smoke some weed today? Yeah. Did you work on the deck? No. It's beautiful outside. I was hanging out with my dog, Rover Cleveland. Who? Jizzy Gillespie. He's actually quite good friends with Thelonious Spunk. Who? Thelonious Spunk. Rich, what's going on in the music business? Oh, it's still there. Are you working with anybody? I just booked one of the guys from the band Boston in Boston. You booked Boston in Boston? I did. Boston in Boston. I saw them in the 90s at the Forum. Wow. Yeah. More than a feeling, man. You know who's on the show this week? Fabrice Lestvan. Who? Lestvan. <laughs> Morvan. Fab Morvan from Millie Vanilli. He Fab. wants to be called Fab. I know. I've known Fab for many years. Why do you know him? I used to be romantically involved with his manager. Uh-oh. And uh, we became good friends, and I helped him make an album. Which one? Uh... Uh... I forgot what it was called. Love Revolution? Yeah, we worked on uh, his solo album, Love Revolution. Do you know why I know the name? How do you know? 
we have a store in town called Love Revolution. Oh, we do. Yes. The sex shop. That's the high what it, vibe sex shop. Yes, it's a yes. high vibe sex shop called Love Revolution. Yes. I helped him make that album. How'd he do with it? I think it really proved once and for all that he really can sing and that he's a talented guy. He did an amazing remix, beautiful rendition of Bob Marley's redemption song. I feel like I've known him honestly my whole life. He's just a bro. I really love him. He's a good guy. I love. You know what I realized today? Huh? I'm the same age as my dog. We're both seven in dog years. You know who's coming up on the next show? No. Jesse Borrego, well-known actor in our Friends movie here. You know, this movie, uh, Phoenix, Oregon. It's playing right now here at the Varsity Theater over the stretch of two weeks. Very cool. Show number 70 with Jesse Borrego. Very cool. This whole Michael Jackson thing has fucked me up, man. Yeah. It did. Watching that documentary about Michael Jackson literally changed how I see things that I did not see things that way before. It does do that. I'm sorry to say, and maybe it's going way off in the other direction, but I can't even listen to his music anymore. It makes me not feel good. Yeah. And then last night we're watching Comedian, and Jerry's having this incredible conversation with Bill Cosby, who's putting on two and a half hour shows. Nobody puts on two and a half hour shows. But another sick person. Hiding a very dark secret. The weird thing is, in his stand-up, he's talking about giving women a Spanish fly. When I was 13, man, start talking about weird things. No, really, stand on a corner. You know anything about Spanish fly? What? Spanish fly. It always happens when you're 13. Only when you're 13 on up to like when you get married. Guys stand around and talk about Spanish fly and it never starts with one of the guys on the corner. It's always some strange 13 year old who says, you know what, you know anything about Spanish fly? No, tell me about it. Well, there's this girl, Crazy Mary. You put some in her drink, man. She, yeah, Spanish, oh yeah, that's really groovy, man. Spanish fly is groovy, yeah, boy. From then on, man, anytime you see a girl, what's your ass on Spanish fly? Go to a party, see five girls standing alone. Boy, if I had a whole jug of Spanish fly, I'd light that corner up over there. <laughs> so I thought it only existed in Philadelphia, you know, and I'm working on I Spy, and Bob and I are working together. Sheldon Leonard comes up, says, Boys, I Spy is going to Spain. <laughs> a childhood dream come true. I said to Bob, you know, because he don't know nothing about it. I said, hey, Bob, you know what I'm going to pick up when I'm in Spain? He said, Spanish fly. I said, wait a minute, man. How'd you know about it? He said, are you kidding? There's a girl in my neighborhood in Berkeley named Crazy Mary. We gave her some drugs. <laughs> and every time he told me a story, I had heard it. Every time I told him a story, he had heard it. We all knew the same story. So I figured there's got to be a guy about 2,000 years old that looks 13 going around the world. You guys know anything about Spanish Black? Yeah. So Bob and I, man, we're just singing. Oh, you some Spanish Black. Spanish fly, love it, love it. And we're riding on the plane, Spanish fly, Spanish fly. And we're getting to go through cousin. This is the land of Spanish fly. Spanish fly. We get in the cab, Ryan, the driver. Bob's asked this guy if he knows where we can get some Spanish fly. 
That's if you don't ask a cab driver. No, ask the cab driver. He may know, man. Driver, stays in your arm. Listen, uh, you Spanish? Susan, <laughs> you're you American? Yes. You come from America? Yes. You could tell me maybe you brought with you some American fly? Did they pick up the recycling today and leave you a note? No, we're buddies now. It's all worked out? Me and the uh, recycle guy, we've... You guys patched it up? patched it up. We had a rough relationship, but we're okay now. You were kind of like Ricky Gervais with his mailman. Yeah. Pretty much adversarial. Although, he was kind. You kept putting stuff in the recycle bin that don't belong there. He would take the time out of his day to find a piece of cardboard... in the recycle bin and write you a note with a smiley face guiding you along to make changes. He was trying to help you help him help you. Help him help me. Yeah. You know who's on the show? Well, I am right now. Do you know who's on the show after you're on the show? Who's that? Fab Morvan from Millie Vanilli. He's a great guy. He's got a great voice. He's making music. He's positive. He has hope for the world. And we got him right here on the show. everybody, Mark Ahrensberg here. Welcome to Citizen 44. This is show number 69. On today's show, I have Fab Morvan. Fab Morvan was half of the very popular group from the late 80s and 90s called Millie Vanilli. The group was founded by Frank Farian in 1988 and consisted of Fab Morvan and Rob Pilatus. Millie Vanilli's debut album, titled All or Nothing, was reconfigured as Girl You Know It's True in the United States and achieved international success and earned Grammy Award for Best New Artist in February of 1990. When it was found out that Fab and Rob were not singing on this album, the Grammy was taken back from them. Rob took his own life at the age of 32 following what was probably considered the biggest hoax in the history of professionally recorded music. Fab is still around making music. He survived this experience to teach us that you can go through something incredibly horrific and come out on the other side potentially much stronger. Uh, It's a beautiful day in Ashland, Oregon. We're rolling into June here. It's warming up. A lot of people in town. All the tourists are starting to come out for the Shakespeare Festival. My daughter's getting ready to to graduate from high school at the end of the month. And uh, that's absolutely blowing my mind crazy. How could that be? An 18-year-old daughter graduating high school. Graduating high school, going to college. She's going to go to OSU, Oregon State University, and become a beaver over there in Corvallis. Super exciting. Here's Fab. Hey, Fabrice. Hey, Mark. It's so nice to hear your voice. Nice to hear you, man. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. Of course, man. Listen, any time I can talk to someone who comes from the heart that's genuine. I want to know how you feel today. I like that, man. I like that. I'm feeling great, man. It's been fantastic. Life is like a, a book with various chapters. And when you start your book, you're new to this game, you know, to, to life. And uh, you will fall 
And sometimes you learn from your mistakes. Sometimes you don't. But with maturity, start to understand what works and what doesn't work. So I've been working on my weaknesses as well as my strengths to move through life and get closer to where I want to get to. But it's not just about the music. It's about life, living life and evolving and growing. And you have to have that balance that's key and um, and being happy. That happens, whew, you can do anything. Anything is possible. When and how did Millie Vanilli come into existence? We're talking about 19... 87. Before that, I met Rob in 1986. Became friends, hung out, started to play with the live band in Munich. We were hooked up with the producer Frank Farin, and suddenly we were on stage and lip syncing to this project, which we didn't want to be part of. We received some advance money, so we said, okay, we'll pay you back. But then you got a taste of that life that rock star life. People love you. Girls are throwing themselves at you. You press a button and then the food comes up. You travel. You got a limousine waiting for you. Always in VIP rooms. Suddenly, you're adored and people want to shake your hand. People want to party with you. You got the drug dealer that gives you the drugs for free at first. And then you fall into the pitfalls of rock and roll and the life. And then you realize that, whoa, what am I doing? But it's way too late. You can't get out. You can't get off the train because you're in there. And you tasted that that life. You trusted people at first and then they turned on you and you can't get out. You're trapped. Even though we try to get out, in the end, we found the strength to say no more. We don't want to do this. So we pressed the eject button. And then Frank Farin went to New York and told the world that uh, we didn't sing a record. And then all hell broke loose. And uh, the wolves came. The management disappeared and assistant disappeared. Publicists disappeared, the friends disappeared, everyone disappeared. We were all alone, having to stand for ourselves. So it was tough. It was definitely tough. But people forget that there were record company staff. We didn't organize that. No one expected this project, Nelly Vanilli, to become so successful. We thought we were going to do this first single and get the hell out. But then the first single went boom. And suddenly it was like, whoa, buckle up. We're like, okay, well, what do we do? While we were on the road, they were recording the album. We didn't know about that. We wanted to sing. We always wanted to sing. But after the first single was out, we asked the producer, Frank Farian, hey, man, we want to sing. He was like, nah, man, people are going to realize. It was a confusing time because we were young. We didn't want to go against the people that were feeding us because, you know, you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you. And we thought if we go against them, they would kick us out of the industry. It would never work. So we were afraid of, of them and their power until we realized we got to get out. Otherwise, it would be the end of us. I'm so sorry about your friend and music partner, Rob Pilatus. That's the one thing that I 
that I regret. But there's nothing I could have done because in the end with addiction, it's up to you. You have to make the decision to say no more. No one can make that decision for you. It's impossible. You can support someone, you can give as much love as possible to this person, but in the end, they'll decide. But I believe that things happen for a reason and uh, you know, you gotta go through your journey. I'm still here and I'm still kicking it strong and evolving and growing and I'll never stop. You 
Fab, are your parents still around? Yeah, my mother and my father, they're still around. Matter of fact, I'm going to go see them in July. Every two years, I make sure that I go see them, you know, because they're getting older and they're so far away because they're in the Caribbean. So uh, try to make sure to go and see them and connect with La Familia. It's important because I didn't spend that much time with them. After the age of 18, I was in America and didn't feel like coming back with my tail between my legs. I was going to stick it out, see what happens, you know. That's what my gut feeling told me. Stick it out. Listen to your instincts. Don't give up. Rob and I did a recording right after the scandal and we performed throughout Europe. It was called Don't Give Up the Fight. Whatever happens, don't give up. When the day passes and the moon rises, I want to go out to breathe in and out the fresh air in the night. Cause it fills me up with a hope of a new day. We've been friends for many years now. It's my getaway. Feeling well, you're not feeling good in your skin, 
You don't feel like doing nothing. You make a schedule for yourself. Waking up at a certain time and making sure that the whole week you wake up at that time where you go to bed on time. You have to create discipline. Discipline is the key to achieving anything. Once you start to understand and feel that, wow, when I'm able to discipline myself, then I can make a plan. Or whenever you work on a project, make sure that you say, okay, I'm going to start at this time and I will do my best to finish at this time. And I promise you, you will see yourself evolving. The first thing you got to do is you have to listen to your core. You have to listen to yourself because we've all sensed when we make a wrong step. So it's just a matter of getting in touch with that gut feeling because it's not in the head. It's not in the heart. It's in the gut. You got to love yourself. Love yourself. That's super important. And when you start to love yourself, you take care of yourself. Then, you know, you went from crawling, you're going to start walking. So all you can do is work on yourself and prepare yourself and you will fall. But it's okay to fail and fall because that's how you become stronger. So don't be afraid of, of failing. Failure is necessary as part of your development for your life. Falling and recovering from your fall, stand back up and go forward. For me, it was, uh, poof. I just went through it and had to run through the gauntlet. I learned the hard way, but I'll never forget everything that I've learned. I can't unlearn it. It's printed in my DNA. My mom used to say, qui fréquente des chiens in French. It means, who hangs out with dogs will catch fleas. But you gotta hang with the right dogs though, because the right people will enhance your life. It's very logical, but sometimes it's hard to see when someone is good, is not good for you. So you got to make sure that you cut those people out that are slowing you down. Because sometimes when you have a goal in life, even some of your closest people, they don't want to see you go do your thing because they're going to stay behind. But they don't have the strength to go and do what you're about to take on because it's crazy. And they'll tell you, man, that's crazy shit, bro. Don't try that. Forget about it. Stay here. Stay where you are, man. Live your life where you want to go put yourself through such a challenging things. No, man, you got to follow your road. You got to listen to yourself. Life is here to be lived. So you got to live. You got to do what you feel so you can become the best version of yourself. Music has been my friend, my mother, my father. It was always the beacon of light ahead. And every time I've worked on myself and I was able to get better, my analogy is I was working on my relationship with music, working on playing instruments and writing songs. And then through the process of doing this, it was my therapy. It allowed me to get my skin, move forward and say, you know what, you can do this. And you believe no one can stop you from believing in what you believe in. I wrote a song with Johnny Angel out of Los Angeles. It was called Dreamin'. It was part of his Love Revolution album, my first solo album. When I wrote that, that was my, ah, okay. I can see the shores of victory ahead. Freedom. Freedom to feel, to finally remove all those things that were spoken about me, told about me, and trying to tear me down, tear us down, because that's what the media were doing. At the same time, it took an emotional toll on both of us. My partner died as a result. So I said,
FM music has been my beginning of light and has helped me for the years because I believe strongly that music is healing. And this is why I do what I do and I'm still doing it. And now through music, I can express myself very easily. When I studied English, when I was in Paris, because I'm born in Paris, the English book was called It's Up To You. And it really is. I was lucky when I hit rock bottom. I had my manager, Kimala, who was there and helped me pick up the pieces and put them back together. If you need a support system, you need someone that's going to help you and guide you when you fall. That's important. How do people find out what's going down with Fab Morvan? If you want to find out what's going down with the Fab Morvan, you go to social media. So Instagram, Fab Morvan. Facebook, Fab Morvan. Twitter, Fab Morvan. Fabmorvan.com, my website. Everything is good in my world, man. I keep it going. I'll never stop. And um, I'm excited about what's to come, you know, and I'm so glad that I've come this far. And um, I'm happy. Thank you, Fab. Mark, good talking to you, man. And I wish you all the best with everything you're doing. Thanks, Fab. All the best to you, too. Thank you, man. Laters. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. On love.
that's the show. I hope you enjoyed it. It was a rare treat to have Fab call me from Europe. Very generous with his time. Super great guy. Like I said, I feel like I've known him my whole life. And he has certainly come out on the other side with a very successful music career after the absolute debacle that happened with Millie Vanilli. So just know that, yes, tragedy can occur, but if it doesn't kill us, it certainly can make us stronger, tragically. It did take the life of Rob Pilatus, but thankfully, Fab Morvan is still here making music and doing his thing. I want to thank Rich Reese for coming on the show. Always fun. He's very close friends with Fab, and it was nice to kind of marry that up together and, and have them both on the show at the same time. Citizen 44 with Mark Ahrensberg is a listener-supported presentation. To hear all the episodes, find them on CastBox, iTunes, Stitcher, and my website, Ahrensberg.com. That's A-R-I-N-S-B-E-R-G. It's great to do the show. It's always my pleasure, of course. I'm looking forward to a lot more fun shows coming up. Next week, we have Jesse Borrego. Jesse Borrego, an incredible actor who starred in Blood In, Blood Out, was on the TV series Fame back in the day, and is co-starring in Gary Lundgren's latest feature motion picture, Phoenix, Oregon. I think this is the last weekend it will probably be here in Ashland at the Varsity Theater, but then it's going to move on to other coming attractions theaters. June 13th, it'll be at the Southgate Cinema in Grants Pass, Oregon. June 15th at the Pony Village Cinema in North Bend, Oregon, and June 16th at the City Light Cinema in Florence, Oregon. They're all gonna have Q&As, and you can go to phoenixoregonmovie.com for all the upcoming shows. I hope you get a chance to see the movie. It's really fun. They did a great job. Thanks again for listening. Catch up with you next week. I wanna send out a special thank you to Kim Marlowe. Thank you so much for hooking me up with Fab. Thank you, Sam, Zoe, and Val. This show is being sponsored by Phoenix, Oregon, the movie. If whatever you're doing is not working, there's only one way you can change that, and that's to change what you do, 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 change what you do. I am Citizen 44. People fighting for it every day Taking things for granted all the time so many souls don't know what it's like Walking freely without having to hide but Once you realize the meaning of this gift The world you knew will never look the same When will it change and have no consequence? In some places it will cost you your life Difference for the ones in need. Do all you 
To find out more about Fab Morvan, visit him online at fabmorvan.com. That's F-A-B-M-O-R-V-A-N.com. Or check him out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. <laughs> 